welcome to the UCLA podcast. My name is Winnie. My I'm name Lewis. is Lewis. Oh, my bad. Oh, I thought it was me. I really need to keep this for like outtakes or something. <laughs> welcome back to the UCLA podcast. My name is Winnie. My name is Arvis. My name is Lewis. And I'm Kenny, and this is Spill the Tea! Yo, let's hope it match, yo. <laughs> we matched! I think we matched. We match, but match, um, yeah. today is actually, our recording day, today is actually the day of Kenny's birth. I don't know why I said that. The day often, on my birth. Yes, happy birthday! <laughs> thank you, thank you. Wait, how old are you, Kenny? I'm 18. <laughs> no way, you're a liar, man. <laughs> I'm 22 now. Nice. I'm getting up there. Damn. So you're the grandpa now. <laughs> I have the grandpa of UCLA now. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> but it's real nice to see y'all. I haven't seen y'all in a while. We haven't done the podcast in a while as well. So. Yeah. True. It's been a hot minute. Um, but for people who do not know you, do y'all want to introduce yourselves? Old people. No. No, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> uh, yo, Arvis, you want to start first or you want me to start, man? Uh, sure. I'll start first. Um, right, you got so it. I'm Arvis. I was a UCLA member for um, two years before I graduated. Uh, I started off as a regular member, but it wasn't until I became the committee member for CLP, which is the Chinese Learning Program, um, that I really got involved in UCLA. I absolutely loved being a committee member. It was so fun being uh, under Rachel Law, who was the um, previous VP of CLP. And um, it was a year of planning events, teaching people about Chinese culture, uh, Chinese language, and it was just really awesome. And even when I graduated, I still gave back and I'm a mentor for two mentees. Shout out to Angela and Mickey. And yeah, just happy to be here. Damn. I got to clap for that. That was really nice, y'all. That was really good. I can't follow up on that. That's like, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, I can't follow, up, follow on that. up on that. <laughs> I really can't follow up on that. But uh, I'm down for it. Uh, hey, guys, my name is Lewis. Uh, I am the old member of UCLA. Uh, Freaking Simon calls me grandpa now. But uh, back in the day, I was uh, the executive president from 2017 to 2018. But you know, everything started, you have to be like a small boy. So I was like events committee member during my freshman year. And then I worked my way up. And then I was a uh, VP of events during my sophomore year. And the junior year was when I became president. And uh, yeah, dedicated like my whole entire college career to UCLA, which was a super amazing experience. I would not trade that for anything because I met a lot of great friends, met a lot of great people from there. And uh, yeah, I freaking love UCLA. I love you guys, y'all. Thank you guys for doing everything. Wow. Podcast that, is amazing, that, that, that was a pretty good follow-up. That, that was, was a pretty good follow-up. <laughs> that was a good follow-up. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like, like, from the podcast members, I feel like I'm the oldest because I remember the days when Arvis, I think you were, like, USG president, I think, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. And then Lewis was, Lewis was my president in my freshman year. I remember that because I remember going to like a game night and then like, I think it was like, we had to pick our favorite like um, e-board member and I was in Russell's team, but I didn't know Russell then, but we just said like Russell's name. And, but like, I think, I think Lewis or Alex won, but yeah, I feel old and I'm graduating. Um, what's it called? Even though Kenny's 22, he's not graduating. So okay, I'm I'm next year, extra semester. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Wait, but Arvis wasn't the, the president of US, USG though. Yeah, really? No, I was I was a chair of clubs and orgs, and oh. I was basically responsible for um being on between USG and um club life. So I'm that's why I, think I was the president. Yeah. I'm cutting this out. Yeah. No, I, no, I, keep it, keep it. No, keep it, keep it. It's keep a it. learning, it's like you know, part of the learning process. You know, no, so. just do a voiceover. Just be like, oh, you need <laughs> Yo, yo, caption. You should put a caption on the bottom. You're making me yeah, do yeah. more work. Oh, my God. Do it. Do it. It's, I think it's worth. I feel like it's worth. You know, you just like voice over yourself. It's like, oh, we got it. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's, let's, we'll, we'll go on. Oh it's like those Chinese b- movies. <laughs> 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 
talk about the old days of, you know, when you were in UCLA and like the good old memories. I don't know. I don't know how to do this anymore. Your, your, your most memorable memory in UCLA. Memorable memory. Memorable memory. Or memorable moments. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple for me, at least. I mean, obviously, like, we've been here for, like, quite a while. Uh, there is definitely a lot of memories, I guess. I guess, like, for me, at least one big one was when I became president. It was, like, during banquet, and they did, like, the whole announcement and all that. And I don't know. It was a very surreal moment. Like, I know I already got the decision before that. They already told me, but it felt, re- like, it felt super surreal when it was, like, in front of everybody, when, like, Nick was like, oh, Lewis is the next president. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, yo, this is actually happening. And, I, remember, uh, yeah. I remember in your speech that you said that, like, you weren't, like, I, I, I think you said that you weren't planning on being president, but a lot of people, like, kind of encouraged you to, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yo, TBH, I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> it's been so long. But, yeah, I, I know. Like, I think a lot of people did encourage me during that time. And it took a while for me to really like think about and process whether or not I should apply for it because um it's a big responsibility not gonna lie like besides from like running like a whole you know like an extracurricular organization like you have to balance between like school and finding like an internship or 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 at least like a job at that point in time and it was kind of tough but I feel like because of that experience I feel like it kind of um, I don't know. It, it definitely made me a better person. Like I, I, I definitely saw like a, a huge improvement in terms of like me managing like the the stress that was kind of like inherent, like you know, part of that part of that job. So yeah, it was it was a really surreal moment, and you know, I got to meet a lot of amazing people. I got to meet Arvis through UCLA. You know, you know, something that I really never would have imagined but like yo we're super chill friends now we always hang out and we always like you know talk trash about people people artists <laughs> yeah like just to add on to lewis um i met him probably like a year before he became president and um when he was like just like a committee member i saw how dedicated he was and i thought he'd be a great president even from the get-go um i don't know if you remember this lewis but the year the semester before you became president we were playing basketball and we were losing all our games. Like we were playing. Oh yeah. I remember that man. Yeah, In the basement. And we were like constantly losing games. It was like a, it was a rough month for all of us. Okay. Like it was midterms or something and something. (laughs) So maybe it was like, yeah, we're going through like midterms or something. And I remember we just kept getting L after L and in that same month, all of us, like leveled up. You became president. I got like the USG role. And I knew that like there was like a special bond between like us and the other basketball players like Russell, like Tony. And yeah. I just knew that like the next year would be Liz. <laughs> <laughs> I just and I just knew that the year would be great. And <laughs> I'm the one with the cursing issues, not not Lewis. <laughs> but um i think to be honest my favorite memory isn't a specific memory it's just like seeing how my friends have all grown um i remember lewis was like really afraid about being a president he wasn't sure if he could handle responsibilities but throughout the entire year we pretty much like worked hand in hand and not just like as like leaders but as friends and for him to come like such a long way i think it's like really rewarding however to pinpoint like a specific memory, I think it would be when MC Jin first came to Baruch. This was back before like anyone's year. It was um, uh, the year before Lewis became president. Uh, it was under Nick Lee's presidency. And I've always heard of MC Jin, but I never like saw him. And the fact that he came to Baruch College and performed right in front of me, it like kind of made me reflect on who I was as Asian American. It broke the stereotype for like, for me that like, you know, Asians are supposed to be quiet. Asians are supposed to like not get into the entertainment industry. So seeing him perform and thrive there kind of just like 
made me reflect on who I was as Asian American. And for that, like, I think the, the entire event was just like so perfect too. Oh yeah. He was the, I remember he was like the headliner at that point. And I don't know, it just felt nice having someone to like, kind of like represent us on stage too. Like there's very few, like, that's like, there's very few well-known Asian performers. I like at that point in time, like I'm not saying now, like now there's oh, yeah. a, a lot of people, but like at that point in time, I felt like, I don't know how to say it. It was very few options for us to like, kind of pick and choose like which performers could actually kind of like represent us on stage and then mc Jin at that point was like well everybody knew him you know he did his rapping and all that stuff and he was like you know super into the culture you know like my guy actually went to hong kong to act and all that stuff so you know good for him yeah now he's done wilding out like he's still killing it oh yeah he is i haven't watched oh, wild and out now i think yeah, so. wait is he oh yeah he's like the token asian guy he replaced him delegato oh, oh. He's good at rapping, so you know he deserves it. Yeah, for sure. I would not want to go up against him. Like, <laughs> no, you don't. Back. You don't. You don't. You're probably gonna get like roasted, like like my background right now. You're like gonna be on fire, <laughs> like legit. Hearing you guys talk, and I'm just like, damn, you guys are old. No, we're not. Old is a old is a mindset. I feel like I don't know why people say like, oh, I'm so old. I'm like, bro, you're like 24, 25. Like, you ain't that old. Are you guys the same age? I forget. I feel like you guys are the same age. No, Arvis is a year older than me. Ooh. We're I the same age right now, but I'm like 96 to 95. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 97. Okay. Oh, my God. And then 99. Oh, you guys are too young. I feel like 99 is like perfect because you could, you're still a 90s kid and you still fall in that category, but you're also like, you know, Zoomer as <laughs> So, <laughs> that's great. So, what's great about being a 99 kid is that you're. <laughs> Like, I'm already. It's only been 20 minutes. Jeez. <laughs> My bad. But yeah, you're okay. good, like super Zoomer. And yeah, I feel like you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, because like we were like in the age where like the internet first popped off. So we're still learning about it in school. Mm-hmm. And now kids nowadays are just born with the internet. That's crazy. You guys ever use a Walkman? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Internet? Right, like no. I, I used it. I mean, I kind of walk. Oh, oh, is that the with the the cassette tape? And- yeah. Oh, you gotta yeah, rewind. Yeah. You gotta rewind it when you're like, you know, like <laughs> when you're done. Like, oh crap! I gotta go back to like my playlist. Like, oh, it's like, oh, let's play again. Yeah, you guys want to struggle. And like, if you miss, you know, like a, a fire lyric, you gotta like rewind. Like, click that button and it just goes. Nowadays, you just like you know scroll back. Yeah, you scroll back. Oh, remember cassette tapes? Like you're watching like movies or whatever. You have to put it. It's like. Dude, after everything, you just like have to rewind everything. Yo, facts, facts. Seventy percent of the people listening to this will not know what you're talking about. And then how I, you they better do those, the research. Like building blocks, the cassette tape. Got to do the research. Oh yeah, still have cassette tapes at home, but like, I don't have the cassette player anymore. It's kind of sad, yo. I can't watch those like bootleg movies that we freaking recorded on like whatever, like Disney Channel or whatever. I don't, I don't remember, yo. It was like so long ago. Yo, did you ever have the orange Nickelodeon tapes? Like, it's like, you know, Spongebob the movie or like... Nah. Rats. You never had that? Dude, I was too broke. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bootlegged it in like the canal tree or something? Nah. Oh, okay. We used to have those, um, like, for the kids that... For the kids who are watching, like, you know, watching, like, back then... You know how like you watch Asian dramas, like now you go like, you know, whatever website and you could just like illegally stream that. Yo, back in the day, like we used to go to like some freaking like cassette tape rental place for like Hong Kong dramas. Like back then, like my mom would be like, like they used to hustle with those ladies. Like, yo, do you have like the latest, like, you know, this like Hong Kong dramas, like this TV series? And I'm like, no, we don't have it. We're going to have it next week. Like, yo, can you give me like something good? And it's like, it's like a whole like, you know, buy and sell trade kind of stuff. I was like, damn, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you guys got it easy. Yeah. You kids, you guys, kids, man. So privileged. Yo, clickety clackety, and you have like K drama right there. I'm like, what? I don't. Right. I don't remember anything. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> railed from the topic. <laughs> Got Very much. Um, what's it called? Going back to UCLA, like seeing the seeing Gen Ten, seeing the future Gen Eleven. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Like, what do you think of the legacy so far? Ooh. That's a, really, that's a good question that's, that's a, a really lot. good question yeah. just want to know you know uh what i could start think? off first actually you could um, Marvis, you got it man yeah 
so as I mentioned, I was like, I was like just a committee member, never took a VP role. And looking back, I kind of regret it because seeing how much fun everyone had in like the summer vacations, winter vacations, going to different like states, even countries. It's like really fun. I think, ooh, this might be some like hot pipe and tea, but I actually found out about drama, like what the term drama meant when I was in UCLA. And I, like it was like really petty stuff, like things that don't matter anymore. But I kind of lived my life in a very like PG, you know, rain, like rainbows and sunshines world. And then joining UCLA, I was never like involved in anything, but just like hearing, you know, someone didn't like this other person because they did this. And I felt like I didn't know, like, like, I, I, like that world was like really foreign to me, but moving forward to like this year, especially with um, the quarantine happening, I was a little concerned that you guys might not be as connected with, with each other as you guys are right now. And seeing such a connected and thriving team like not just eboard but also like the like the whole team is like really really rewarding like angela is my mentee and she's a secretary and every time i talk to her about ucla she's like super super excited she's always like learning that like new things like in the beginning it was like creating a new newsletter and then after a while it was like getting closer with, with people and seeing her grow into this like amazing secretary it's just been a really rewarding um experience i mean what do y'all think that, membership that, the tea's all in the past, right? The tea's all in the long past. The drama's all in the past. It, yeah, like it's it's not like a huge, huge thing. It's just like a, a past thing. Yeah. Damn, all right. Spilling the tea. What do you got, uh, former president? I got nothing, yo, next. No, I'm just kidding, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, could you repeat the question again, yo? I need, I need to hear it clearly first to like understand and, you know, like marinate in my brain. <laughs> marinate? Let him marry well, me first. Well, I'm sorry you're old. My question was basically like, what do you think about like the future generations and how they've been able to carry the legacy of UCLA? Yo, it's during the panty. The fact that you guys are like going like 110% and still stressing about like planning events and trying to maintain like membership and keeping people, I guess, like invested within the organization. Like the fact that you guys are stressing during the panty when you don't really have that kind of like space like that tells you something like that you guys are like super super dedicated like i've heard stories where you guys are like still like you know planning like let's say planning this podcast or like planning some like online event and you're like damn like is it gonna go well or like oh what am i gonna do like if the fact that you're worried that means you you guys care and if you guys didn't care like none of this would be happening right now right and so i feel like the fact that you guys are doing what you're doing right now is like, it already shows that you guys are trying to maintain that legacy or just trying to build your own legacy. And so that people after you could kind of build on top of that, you guys have that online platform right now on check on lockdown. <laughs> so the fact that like, let's say you guys go back into school, like, you know, you guys have both that online platform that's already established because of the panty and you're going back and now you're reestablishing that like, you know, human to human connection. It's, it's just, I feel like you guys are just going to grow from here. Like there's, you guys are doing the best that you can and you're maximizing that, I guess, like opportunity that's given to you right now. So, yo, I don't got to worry about you guys. Yo. Like, you know, you guys are good. <laughs> you guys are freaking good. That's you so know? funny. This entire I, question was just basically, you know, just to get praise from y'all. Thank, Thank you. I know we know we did well. Thank you. You don't need our praise. Like, I feel like you don't need our praise to like to know that you guys are doing like the best that you can. Like the fact that you guys like if you guys support each other and you guys realize like the accomplishments that you guys achieve, like I feel like that's already enough. Like our our like yeah, we could give our opinion, but like in the end, it's more of like if you guys feel like you've done enough. If you didn't, if you, didn't if you felt like you didn't didn't do enough, then maybe there's like a little bit more that you guys got to put in. But if you feel that you've accomplished the best that you can then i felt that that's like the entire world for you like that's okay you don't really need our approval like you guys make your own like you guys just go for it like you don't need us to like be the best that you can that's for I mean, me mm -hmm. i mean like it's still pretty interesting to hear like what you guys like think from like the outside of like what we're doing so it's still helpful to kind of understand like what you guys think of what we're doing on the outside mm. and we're so concentrated sure. like on the inside since like you guys are old out in the workforce um like how's it been for you i think that's like a concern for me because like 
I remember in junior year, like senior year, like people like are busy, like graduating and like yeah. kind of trying to get their life together. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm graduating and I have my life together, but like, I feel like I'm going to be worrying or not worrying, but like, it's just going to be kind of sad to not have student life. Mm-hmm. And like, do you guys ever feel like not so connected as like a alumni? Cause like, you know, you're not really in the midst of everything. I think that's like mm. a genuine concern for me. I don't know if I was going to talk about this on the podcast, but like, it's just really been in the back of my mind, like coming like August, September, like mm. I'm not going to have UCLA anymore and I'm going to be at work, but it's like, it's going to be kind of sad to not really have like that, like to have UCLA. UCLA is right here. I know, but it's, <laughs> but it's like. Damn, like, that's know, really good. Busy. That's really good. Damn, you got me right there. You got me right there, yo. That's really yeah. good. I said too much. <laughs> it's too um, I could start. I mean, yeah. I mean, life after life after uh, let's see, life after graduation. So I graduated like December 2019, and then right after that was like the start of the pandemic, <laughs> like December 2019, and then like what is it like lockdown started like March yeah. 2020, right? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't really have that kind of like gap where it's like, oh, like everything hit me. I felt like right after like me ending, like ending like, you know, undergrad, graduating, getting my diploma and all that stuff. Like I had like that kind of like one to two months, like to like kind of like rest up from like all the school, school work that I've ever done. You know, I was like getting ready for like my full time and all that stuff. And the pandemic happened. I was like, oh, uh, we, we can't go out anymore. It's like, what, what the heck? Like I have like, you know, a couple of months before full time and then I can't hang with friends. And it kind of like, I, I guess it kind of struck me like, oh, like I didn't even have the opportunity to go hang out with my friends before I started full time. And now that it's like a national, like, you know, mandate that we have to stay home. It's like, oh, we actually can't go out. And then I guess like out of nowhere, we just started like me and a couple of other UCL members, including Arvis, like, well, like super good friends. And then we just decided to like start doing like, you know, these like weekly, you know, hangout sessions more. It was like first like game night. And then it started evolving to becoming like, a hangout session like similar to this podcast like we just talk whatever is in our mind and we try to like share like different thoughts that we have or like different ideas or we just try to encourage each other like to kind of like survive throughout this whole pandemic and it's kind of like this well it's like a big sneeze my bad my bad <laughs> super big sneeze but like I guess we kind of build that like little community that I guess it was needed because we don't we can't see each other in real life so that we needed something to like kind of like keep us in check and I felt like because of this community that we built like I feel like we've gotten closer because of this even though we don't have that like human to human connection I was like wondering if like Arvis felt the same way too because I'm pretty sure he does but you got Arvis nah I don't really with these people <laughs> again <laughs> what the hell be loose <laughs> Can we leave that in? Guys, I'm I'm not a potty mouth. Like I, he's not. He's not. Yo, I am. <laughs> Usually, I am. I'm a good boy. Um, I'll just believe it's fine. <laughs> uh, so the question was, um, how have we maintained our relationships after college, right? Yeah, cause like for like I'm just kind of worried that like after like I graduate, like no yeah. one's gonna talk to me from UCLA. I'm just gonna be by myself. So that's what I'm worried about. That's not true. Yeah. I. I think, like, I, I don't want to lie to you and say, like, oh, you guys are going to be best friends. Like, mm-hmm. you're still going to have weekly meetings. And it's going to be great. I think it all depends on how um, deep the conversations that you've had with your team are. If your conversations go beyond your work, then you guys are obviously friends and you guys will obviously talk after college ends because you got your relationship was carried on after all those, like, like past those responsibilities. Yeah. I actually think Lewis and I have never been this close like right now like i feel like no, i knew, yeah i've never known lewis this much until like now um being part of that group chat with the alumni like you know shout outs alex russell tiff like a lot of like ogs we just talk every friday even saturday and we we kind of just like we it's like this podcast where we, we we just talk about our feelings and and how we view the world and you know how terrible our week has been and it, yeah we just like get together because we know that UCLA doesn't really define us what defines us is who we are as people and I'm I'm happy to say that we actually got an Airbnb together um like just like less than a month ago and we celebrated Lewis's birthday and it was really really fun and I feel like stuff like that like continues to strengthen our relationship so it like our friendship now extends beyond UCLA it's more about like you know what experiences can we cherish together like through like 
the great stuff like the Airbnb and all those, also the bad stuff like you know like COVID sucked for everybody so yeah I think it, when you're looking forward to not to UCLA stuff but other stuff that kind of connects you yeah. that's how you you like keep the relationship going that's true that was it's, very good advice. yeah yes, go. I, feel, really I feel well like said. for COVID it really like the only one good thing that came out of COVID was that it brought a lot of people together yeah that's right? for sure that's for sure because even now like when we're like disconnected we're more connected than ever like with, yes. with other people Ooh, that's a bar my, my <laughs> bars let me write that down real quick Yo, write that down and the next time you face like you know mc Jin, you got something to say <laughs> but uh i think it's it's like the commitment like if you're willing to commit to that like i'm not saying like oh it's like a boyfriend girlfriend kind of thing it's like if you're willing to commit to that relationship that you've already developed with someone i feel like if you feel like it's it's worth it go for it like don't don't be like oh i don't want to be the first one to like reach out or whatever like uh because it's gonna look bad on me it's like if you feel like that person is worth being like worth continuing your friendship with then i don't see why like why the pandemic should be stopping you from like going like you know for from pursuing that kind of like friendship with someone like i i feel like the fact that we we've been super committed like every week like arvis me like alex you know russell and them like we've been so committed and dedicated that we've been meeting every week that we were able to kind of like create that like schedule for us to like follow and then from there it just like it just blossomed into like something beautiful and amazing and you know that's, that's just crazy like it yeah. took the pandemic, mm-hmm. like, despite all the, the, the tragedies that's happening, like, throughout the whole world, like, yo, rest in peace to, like, everyone that's affected by it, you know, it's just, it's just terrible, but, like, the fact that, that we were able to kind of, like, find the light in this darkness that we're living in, like, I felt like it's something that was, like, super inspiring and, like, super beautiful, and that we were able to kind of, like, you know, make the situation a little bit better for all of us, and yeah. so, you know, I feel like Winnie, if you, it's good that you're scared. That means you care. But yeah, if you're scared and you don't do anything about it, then it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. But if you're scared, but you are actively going out to like make a difference, then, you know, you're on the right track and you're going to find like people that you want to maintain contact with. You know, it doesn't have to be like everybody because that's super unrealistic, like unrealistic. And, you know, sometimes it's just like, you know, not feasible, but like you find like a couple of good people that you really really vibe with and they really vibe with you then i feel like that's already a, a big accomplishment and you already done like a hundred two thousand percent you know two thousand percent of like of the work don't be scared you know Should, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be holding you back it should be like it should propel you to like higher levels i feel like that Winnie. was pretty good advice Winnie, i'm right here just just show me a message kenny's <laughs> right there that's so funny What's it called? But thank you for y'all's advice. What's it called? Um, I had a good punchline and I forgot it. Oh, it's not a punchline anymore. You <laughs> forgot it. Not, wait, I was, was going to say thank you for this therapy session. That's what I was going to say. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. But um, since like we kind of talked about like the whole pandemic or whatever, but like how have you guys been in terms of like, is there anything new that you learned about yourself or like how is like, I don't know because like I feel like you kind of learn some things about yourself like I kind of realized that like I kind of like spending time at home by myself sometimes so it's like I don't know if you guys like learned anything from like working at home or like being stuck at home that like you've I don't know found new hobbies or like also like starting like the group chat and just like being able to get closer to some people that wouldn't have happened without this happening. Mm. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think I learned two really important things that I'm going to continue using for like the rest of my life. Um, one is cooking because I'm at home all the time. I have started cooking a lot more. I have subscriptions to HelloFresh and Sunbasket and then I alternate between the two just to like mix up the recipes and stuff. Um, so cooking with my mom is really, really fun. We made uh, bulgogi meatballs. Wait, 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 don't sponsor anything. We are not sponsored. We are not sponsored. We are not sponsored. Oh, we are not sponsored yet, but <laughs> oh, we will gladly accept it. Yeah. Yes. I don't mind getting paid, you know, or they getting paid. Thank you. Yeah, the, these food subscriptions have been really, really well. <laughs> but um, yeah, we made uh, bulgogi meatballs the other day. I made like uh, chicken BBQ tacos and it's been like really, really fun with my mom. Um, and another thing is planning. I, I realized how fun it is for me to like plan stuff with my friends because I didn't get to see them for like almost a year. I made sure that like when 2020 hit, I was like 
hitting the ball running. So not only did like Lewis and I go to an Airbnb, but with like my childhood friends that I still stay connected with, um, I planned a snowboarding trip. Like it was like the nine of us. We went to the Poconos. Um, and for a lot of us, it was like the first time or second time snowboarding. And I spent a, a month just planning and making sure that like all the details were properly laid out because we haven't seen each other for that long. I bought avocados three days beforehand so that by the time the trip started, we can have fresh guacamole because one of my friends made like really good guacamole. And all of this was like, it made me realize how fun it is to plan stuff. So, so now that like, it's like another one of our friends, like Russell's birthday, um, I'm, I plan on planning that with like Alex and Lewis too. So yeah, really looking forward to planning. Wait, was this going to be a surprise birthday? No, no, no. He, okay. he knows. He knows. Okay, okay. Don't worry about it. He knows. He knows. This podcast okay, comes out. He watches it. What? <laughs> <I'll work. laughs> no, but he lives in like Long Island. So it's really hard for him to come out. So like we want to do like a really big thing and make him enjoy his experience in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Thank Russell. <laughs> but uh, so the question was what I learned about myself during this panty, right? Yeah, whatever you, whatever wouldn't have happened without the panty or something that you learned or, you know. True. Or hobbies. Did you, did you start YouTube videos? Yeah. I did. All right, y'all. So I started, you know, making YouTube videos like the beginning of 2020. And then I kind of stopped because I got kind of lazy. I blame myself for being lazy, obviously. But uh, I think at that moment, like when I was making videos, like super enjoyable in terms of like just being able to like speak your mind out like minus the cursing and all that stuff obviously because for me like I curse a lot I try not to during those videos because you know I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to you know stay kind of like PG trying to get that money but uh lately I've been kind of like lazy but you know I aim to pick it back up because I feel like there's a lot of issues that we could speak about or like I could use that platform even though there could be only like 100 people watching I feel like that platform is for me to kind of like share my thoughts you know you know come through you know like you know join me in my life and and just like you know vibe with me and uh yeah like I I, I do intend to like go back and just like you know speak my mind out for sure but uh there are other hobbies that I did pick up like just like Arvis like yo I started like I, I cook with my mom now like every time like every now and then like she asked me hey yo you want to cook with me I was like yo bet mom I'm gonna pull up like you know, I started cooking a lot, like, you know, for her, she's like a traditional, like, Chinese lady. So there's like a lot of Chinese dishes that she's been kind of like teaching me. And then, and so like, my mom's also from Vietnam, but she's like ethnically Chinese. So she knows like a lot of Vietnamese dishes that she's been teaching me as well. So I've been helping her out through there. So kind of like through cooking, I've been learning a lot about like my culture and my family's past and just like how, how it just evolved to like now that the culture that we have is being put into like the dishes that we're cooking, which is like a super amazing thing. Cause I get to eat it after that. And uh, yeah, I think, I think my cooking is not too bad. You know, it's edible. People won't die from it. You know, my family's been like, kind of like, yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know if they're lying, but hopefully they're not, but yeah, I've been cooking and then vlogging too, but I'm not going to plug my channel. Cause I feel like it you doesn't, can. it doesn't have the clout yet. It doesn't have you the clout can, If you want to, we can clap and they'll go here. Right here. Oh, right, right, right there. Wait, yeah. where? Right there, 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 there. Right there, right there. Yo, Kenny, right, there. right there, right there. Plug my channel, Bam. Love you guys. But uh. It's me, I'm editing this. Oh, thanks, Winnie, for the edits. But <laughs> yo, real talks. How have you guys been doing? Because like, like yeah. with the panty and all that, like, you know, same question to you guys. Like, you know, what did you learn about yourself? And I guess like, how do you keep yourself from being sane and being, you know, under house arrest, mandatory house arrest by the government. Yeah. Kenny, do you want to go first? Because honestly, I, I'm good at asking the questions, but not answering them. So okay. I'm going to sip my water. Me too. <laughs> like what, what has been keeping me sane? Like, what have yeah, you what have you been doing, man? Or what have I been doing? Yeah. I really haven't been doing much. But, but, like, but like you guys, like, I felt like this pandemic really brought, brought me closer with a lot of people within UCLA and because like cause like we also do like well beginning of the semester we used to do like late night talks where we oh, yeah. where we share about our greatest insecurity and, and we're like that? like oh shit oh word like <laughs> I didn't know that about you do you guys do you guys still do that I have to join sometime no like like this is like a beginning semester where we we're all yeah. trying to get to know each other that's cute yeah. Like, yeah that's fun and yeah and from there like you know, friends, 
Okay, didn't weekend. you get a didn't you get a home gym? Like I see you working out now. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. You got swole, bro. He's like he's been getting swole. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, it's it's in my garage. So during the summer, like I was just slowly buying equipment as they came in stock. Yeah. Cause like everyone like everything was being sold out. And then when school started, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I finally have a home gym now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that has been keeping me sane. That has what been keeping me yeah, working out has been keeping me sick. Nice. What is your setup like? Is it like dumbbells or do you have like barbells and like the weights and stuff? Oh, just the plates and then the barbell, yeah. Oh, got a, you got a whole, he's ready. Yeah. You know, plug in your numbers. What's your bench press, squat, and deadlift? I don't squat. I don't deadlift. Oh, you don't squat? <laughs> cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. I'll squat. I'll squat. The only thing I do is bench it. That's it. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's he's that's doing a bro workout. He doesn't, he doesn't, that's a bro I, workout, I, man. I do the bro splits. <laughs> It's a uh, chest on Monday, uh, chest on Tuesday, chest on Wednesday. <laughs> What's legs? What's leg day? <laughs> There's no such thing as legs. <laughs> Yo, on, on the Zoom, you don't see your legs too. So you're like, you see all about to come out of quarantine looking unproportional as like, <laughs> he looks like a pizza. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like this, like, yo, Kenny's like, yo, what's up, man? Yo, squirrel, yo, squirrel. It's like triangle. Oh, what are you talking about? He's not even a square no more. Uh, Oh, that was good. How about you, Winnie? What what have you been up to? I don't even know. I don't know. I feel like I just realized that I'm just very antisocial. Just just a little. Um, You have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, weekly. Bi-weekly. You seem pretty okay. social right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's more like I'm just really bad at maintaining, like, friendships or relationships. I feel like I just kind of do the bare minimum, just go with life. Um, but I feel like because, like, I'm stuck at home, I think it's very easy to, like, be organized and just kind of, mm. like, plan your day. Because, like, it's, like, you are in control of what you eat, what you do. So it's, like, it's, I feel like it can be a lot more productive that way. I feel like mm. That was what really, I don't know, made things like, I don't know, aspirationally productive, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm just living. I don't know. It, but I do want to go out, though. I do want to travel. I miss that. Winnie, do you, do you follow productivity channels on YouTube? I do not. Well, uh-huh. I feel like it's like I kind of have them, but then like I don't really look at them that much. Okay. Okay. Cause you mentioned productivity and I feel like like your setup must be crazy right now. No, no. Oh. One laptop. No oh, two laptop. screens. You have everything up here? Steel trap, you just to-do list and everything? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, cool, cool. Thank Maybe you. it's a step by step process for Winnie. Like, you know, sometimes like we do everything at once, it's kind of overwhelming and you're just like it was kind of too hard and you just give up. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a step-by-step thing for Winnie. Like, Winnie maybe likes to, like, take it slow, you know? Nah, I'm not Or you just don't want to do it. Because, <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying, okay? Trying. That's good, though. That's Thank good, you. though. At least she's trying. So Thank we got to give her The effort is there. The Thank effort you. is there. Thank but you. if we see the solutions, Winnie, that will be even better. No passive-aggressiveness involved. But what like, are my solutions? If there are results, then uh, it will be a lot better. Like, 200 percent better i graduated oh, i graduated does that count oh, I, yeah true. pretty much wait pretty finals week is next week i don't have any finals oh, oh then, yeah she graduated she graduated oh she graduated she got a diploma sent already thank you sent through a pdf file you got print out oh that's <laughs> so <laughs> depressing <laughs> bro <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't care about graduation that much. Like I know, like everybody has their grad photo shoots and like the stole, like the UCLA stole. Yeah. But it's like I don't really care that much because it's like it's just a waste of money. I'm sorry, but like I I don't care about the photos. I just want to graduate. That's true. I don't know, or maybe I'm just like not social enough that I would want to take photos with like other people and like get stole. But yes, go. I kind of feel you because like I was because I, I've been saying this like even if graduation was in person, I'm not gonna walk like. I'll probably just show up outside the event, outside the venue, take pictures. What? <laughs> Bye, guys. I would. probably. I would probably buy it if it was in person. But, like, I feel like, I don't know. I think I would buy it, yeah, because it's just, I don't know, it's easier. And you kind of are there, so you might as well take the photos, you know? 
Would you buy the stolen gown? I would if it was in person, probably. You would if it was like it, it's it's just a natural like you know mm-hmm. like you should get it. Yeah, yeah. But, but Lewis and like, I actually walked together. We we sat next oh. to each other. We stood up together. We sat back down together. It was like a whole. We didn't walk at all. Like we you didn't even have to walk, man. Like they yeah. say walk. Like what? I'm just sitting up and down, man. That's it. It's yeah. a squat. Wait, really? You just like they go Lewis deep. Yeah. And then ah. no, they even call our ah. names, right? Ah. They even call our names. I don't remember that. They just like class of Zicklin, class of twenty like eighteen Zicklin. And then we stood up like that. <laughs> it's like the wave. <laughs> and then like. Uh, uh, turn your tassels right. It's like okay. Oh, yeah. oh yo, bet. I was like, oh, where's the diploma, man? <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you guys seen like last year's graduation? It was like it was like PowerPoint presentation, and then it was just like people's names and photos, and then not even photos. Oh, it was just one, oh, and then that's it. You that get your sucks. one minute fame. No. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But I I think the in person I felt like it was a little bit better because you're with. Like not even though not everybody like is was walking or like was at the graduation with us. Like it, it felt nice to know that like all of us who's been through that process and struggle is there. Like with those you. who are there are with me or with like you know me and Arvis and you know a couple other friends that were there. Like it felt nice knowing the fact that like you know our struggles are recognized even though we didn't walk across the stage, didn't call our names. Like it was nice to have you know our parents you know sitting up there just like looking down like damn like my kids actually graduated from college like it was a good feeling even though it wasn't like oh you know walking and all that stuff but I, I like the feeling it was nice after that yeah I, I think we don't really do it for ourselves we do it more as like a performance for like your family for yes. friends for for the gram so the fact that like you don't really care about it like I don't think Lewis and I really care about it too but it's just like might as well do it while we're you know like it's the only time we can do it together so yeah yeah and plus you're doing it with friends and i feel like it's a good motivation like you know just uh it's a good excuse to hang out with friends even if you're not walking you know you're going out to take graduation pictures together as a group of friends mm-hmm. it's a good excuse for you when to you know go out and socialize and uh maintain that relationship and you say you want to get out too you want to leave the house <laughs> that's a good no excuse friends. for you I have no friends. I have wait. no gown. I have no one to to wait borrow wait a wait gown. Wait, <laughs> wait who are, who are we? I thought we were gown. friends. No, are we friends? To borrow. I think Susie's probably gonna be borrowing your gown, right? My gown is like it's gonna like look like Susie's. Like Susie's not gonna fit. Susie's gonna be like, like, <laughs> oh, like yeah, it's like a robe for her. And it's a gown, so you could just you know switch. Yeah. Or you could just share, you know, you having one arm has <laughs> other arms, just zip her up. Like, hey, hey, we're graduating. So funny. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep this. This is so funny. <laughs> maybe, maybe you guys can do like a UCLA graduation and then you guys all like get together, stand up on Zoom. Oh my God. You no. do the, Zoom? No, in real person. And you have someone with like the, the you know, the graduation songs like, da, 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 and you put it on repeat. Yeah. And then you just have someone like someone stupid to like do like a like a silly, you know, like British voice. And it's like, uh, next up is Winnie Lynn. And then like you go up and get some like fake freaking like diploma. And then like, yo, that's it. You're celebrating with friends, you know, screw the other people who didn't struggle with you. You're with homies. No, yeah. But the thing is, there's only two people graduating. It's just me and Susie. Whatever. Just two <laughs> people think it's whatever, man. It's like a girl's hangout. Damn. The valedictorian of UCLA 2021. <laughs> the salutatorian. Winnie. Yeah, you guys get to flex and you feel good about yourself. Yo. So funny. And your parents just sit there like. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it in someone's backyard. If you don't have backyard, just like borrow, like go to like a freaking park around you. <laughs> it's going to work out. The Bob's in Park Week. Oh my god. <laughs> they, look, they look to the left. The kids on the side. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> People are stupid. Yeah. I'm weak. So yeah, Wendy, yo, it's a it's perfect time for you. Good excuse like, to go out and take pictures with people. People are really gonna think I'm antisocial and I am like uh yay. But also, Kenny, your face is so red. I know. Whenever I laugh, I get mad. 
I want to talk with you guys, you know, whatever topics, and then we just talk about it, you know. I like talking with you guys. Oh, wow. So wholesome. But, okay, um, I think another topic I wanted to talk about because, like, it is API month, and I feel like um, both of you, like, like, my impression of you guys is that, like, what's it called? Arvis is the, is the wholesome one, and then Louis is the uh, Arvis is the wholesome no. one, but he's been cursing this entire podcast. Yeah, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. They don't know. They don't know. Um, but what's it called? Like, I think both of you guys are really dedicated, like, to culture and, like, also, like, I feel like being Asian American is like a really big thing for you guys. So I kind of wanted to talk about, like, how has it, you know, how has it shaped you the way you are? It's a very deep question um because I I feel like when it comes to this topic like I have a lot of like I don't know like concepts about it if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. but how has your culture influenced you in the choices you've made you I want to like uno reverse card real quick like I I don't (laughs) know what your concepts are because I feel like when I was in college Mm -hmm. I really struggled with my Asian American identity you know like Mm. I I didn't know like what it meant to be Asian American. I felt like, like it was actually the American part that like really confused me. And sometimes I felt like I was too Chinese for the general population and too American for the Chinese people. So I want to know like what you think about being Asian American. Mm-hmm. Like I I I read this article like a long time ago where it was kind of like um, for people with like art who belong to two cultures. It's like they don't they're to this for the like the other culture but they're to this for the other I don't know if that made mm-hmm. sense but I feel like for me I've been fortunate that like I haven't really been like oh like I don't want to be Asian or like I wish I was another ethnicity because mm-hmm. like I've realized that like what you said before like there are two types of like Asians I would say in terms of like there are people who have been surrounded by Asians and mm-hmm. so there's less of a of a like not fitting in type of mm-hmm. mentality in terms of culture. But then mm-hmm. there are also people who are in predominantly like white neighborhoods or in, with other ethnicities that they mm-hmm. tend to um, try to assimilate to that culture or just always kind of feel like um, something's a little like a little off in terms of like who they are and like the, like the environment that they're in. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think for me, like, I've been really fortunate to be surrounded by Asians. Um, so, like, it wasn't too much of a problem for me. But also, like, I just kind of realized, like, going into the real world and, like, starting, like, my first internship, like, it's not really like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just been really interesting in terms of, I don't know, kind of having to assimilate to, like, the pre is it the major like the majority of the people being white I think it's been really interesting in trying Mm -hmm. to fit into that and try not to lose yourself I also realized sorry I just also realized that like um I think when we're younger like I think we definitely know a lot more about our traditions or we practice them a lot more Mm -hmm. but then as we grow up what's it called as we grow up um like people are busy and people get older and people aren't really like they don't really have time for like traditions like I don't know getting together for Chinese New Year or something like that yeah and so it's kind of like you have to try to celebrate it in your own way kind of Mm -hmm. and also just like I feel like for me that I'm kind of always trying to I guess go back to my culture I think that's also like a result of like because like um there's not that much like I don't know traditions that we celebrate that much anymore like I'm just really holding to the part where like I talk in Chinese with my parents and like I'm glad that I learned Chinese even though I wasn't happy then like Mm -hmm. those are things that like I think have influenced me in terms of like yes like I'm very American but also like I'm very glad that we retain like our Asian traditions in my household for a little bit if that Mm -hmm. made any coherent sense no that's yeah I think a lot of people are going through that um I think everyone I know is felt the same way you like you did in the sense that like at first they didn't like that their parents are telling them to go to like Kumon or you know Chinese school (laughs) but looking back like we're all trying to like flex our Chinese now to our grandparents and we're kind of like yeah like I I'm Asian like I I know these words sometimes only food so I think like 
that that's all like I, I also relate to that struggle that you had um but to um share my Asian American experience uh I was like born and raised in New York and New York like I was around like I went to like the Chinatowns like I was, I'm, I'm from Bayside so like Flushing um so I I too didn't really have that um culture shock or like didn't feel like I didn't fit in However, when I went to um, middle school, like elementary to middle school, I, I went to school in um, like East Broad, like it's called Shuangwen School, which was located in uh, the lower, like the bad part of Lower East Side. Um, back when it was like, before it was like gentrified and everything. So I would have to pass by the projects every day to go to school. And I remember walking past um, and there was this like big guy, he's like probably like three years older than me. And almost every day walking to school, he would just like whisper to me, like, like you, like he would whisper like really derogatory Chinese, anti-Chinese slurs and like be very like ver verbally aggressive. Mm -hmm. And I would always try to like walk away and like look down and not try to cause a scene. And I, didn't know how much that affected me until I saw like the recent Asian hate crimes. Like, like I, like, I don't know if you guys follow like, you know, rice feed, Nick shark, but seeing yeah. all these like anti-Asian hate crimes made me think about like, how do, how do these victims feel, you know? And the only experience that I can like look back is that time, th those times when I was little, when, when mm -hmm. this, you know, like this kid was like a lot bigger than me and he was older than me too. And th that feeling like of, of helplessness, is um, something that like, I, I like, really like, made me feel really sad when, when I saw these victims on, on, on the news. So um, sorry to like go all, all over the place, but like growing up and witnessing that and seeing how um, the anti-Asian hate crimes have occurred, I think like it's, it sucks that we are being attacked for like the color of our own skin. Um, but I think now more than ever, we need to be united and really like speak up for ourselves. Whether it's like if we're if we're being the um, the one who who are who's being attacked, or if we're seeing other people who are, who's being attacked, we need to stand up and be in solidarity and say that like that's not okay. Like it, even like even like the smallest things where you know someone's like yelling a slur across the street and or like harassing. Um, like an Asian lady on the street. I think mm -hmm. we need to stand up for those yeah. um, microaggressions because if we don't stand up for those, then it's just going to escalate to even worse things. And yeah. we've seen we've seen the um, that spa that got shot up in, in I believe Georgia, and I feel like that was like it, like America was like in such a like anti Asian frenzy that I like I knew that eventually there would be like deaths, you know. And it's like it it sucks to say that. But it like we might see this this on the news like you know time like once once or twice, but I feel like it's in the back of all of our heads. And I think now more than ever we need to like stand up and be strong together. Yeah, for sure. I guess my experience was a little bit different than Arvis. Um, like for me, I was raised in a pretty traditional like Chinese household, like. We speak Cantonese, like I've been speaking Cantonese my whole entire life with like my mom, my aunts, you know, my uncles and them. And like, I've gotten to the point where it's like super fluid, like I could, I'm fluent and I could, you know, watch, you know, Hong Kong dramas and TV shows without like reading subtitles or whatever. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, my second language, like it's easy for me. So I, I think for me, I've been always exposed to like the tradition because I think I, I felt that my parents, like they, like given that we are not living, you know, in East Asia anymore, like I felt like it was their, for them, it was like their responsibility to be kind of like passing on that kind of like the Chinese values that we had, um, the traditions and the cultures that they had and felt like it was their responsibility to be passing on to their children, me and my two siblings and and I felt that it worked out because those values are still still guiding me as like who I am like today. And I want to thank like my parents and my aunts for for taking the time to like speak to me in Chinese and to like, you know, 
like teach me and understand like how the Chinese culture worked. And, and so like, I, I felt that for me, I was like more in tune with, with like that East Asian kind of like thought process, I guess. And so like, I, I, it, I don't know, like just seeing issues now where like with Asian hate, there are times where like, where my mom and they would tell me like, hey, like, oh, just don't speak up. Like, don't, don't, don't like, you know, uh, what is it? What, what's that quote? Like silence is golden, right? I, I know like, it's like also Western quote, quote, but like, I feel that as an East Asian, like I felt that it resonated with me a lot because as, as a kid and throughout my whole entire life, they've been telling me like, oh, just like, don't speak up don't try to like look for trouble because you know it's not our place to like be looking for trouble and i kind of understand from their thought process like we shouldn't be the ones who are looking for trouble because mm -hmm. if we look for trouble we speak up against like speak up for ourselves and all that like we're ruining that kind of like life that we build like we're disrupting that equilibrium that we've developed like us as us as east asians living in 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 a foreign country even though we're citizens like we still are not fully part of that culture like they're they don't accept us for who we are even though we have you know we're americans we speak english we know how the american culture works like we are americans right but mm -hmm. they kind of see us as foreigners and so like the fact that like my parents don't want us to like destroy that like all equilibrium like i get that but i think it comes to the point where like our east asian values of of silence is golden like i feel like it's it has gotten to like that apex where we can't like we can't ignore the issue. It's literally attacking us in our face. Mm -hmm. Like people are dying for, 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 for like, like are dying because certain people just don't like who we are or just like they view us as the cause of the virus. So I feel like at this moment, at this apex, like we are, it's our responsibilities as, you know, my parents, like we're, we're our parents' kids. Like it's our responsibility as their kids to speak on their behalf because they didn't have a voice. We are living in America because we're taught, we, we've been taught to have a voice to speak up for like, you know, for our freedoms and for our rights. And this is exactly this moment where we should be speaking up against, even though how little, how minuscule it could be, you could be changing someone's life, you know? Even this podcast, even though we're like talking amongst like, just like, you know, Chinese, like we're all Chinese, we're speaking amongst ourselves. Like it kind of like, if someone watches this video, it could change their life, you know? So the fact that we're being able, we're, we're open about this topic, we are potentially causing this big ripple effect or we're just adding to that kind of like, the, the, the we're amplifying that kind of message to people out there, whether it's like small or big, we're all, you know, adding our effort to it. And so that I feel like speaking up and being able to like, you know, embrace the culture that we are in and being able to fight against people who don't agree with us or who view us as a, a virus like I feel like it's our job as you know as our parents kids to to speak on their behalf and mm -hmm. it sucks it really sucks like dude like we've been living in like a false a false sense of security like back in the day like I, I'm pretty sure all of you guys like are going out the house like oh yeah we're Asian like we don't got to worry about getting attacked right like now literally like, I have to look behind, like every time I go out the door, you know, I'm walking to the train station, I have to look behind my back. I'm scared someone's gonna follow me and, you know, beat my ass or whatever, right? Like, I, I just feel like it's, it's, it's like, it's gotten to the point where we have to look out for ourselves. Like we've been living in that kind of like veil and now it's been lifted. We are seeing the world with like a new point of view and it's an ugly point of view, but I feel like it's our responsibility to fix it because we're going to be living here for the long haul. We can't just like leave to like Antarctica mm -hmm. or leave to like, Oh, let's go live in the North pole, develop a, a new country. Like that's BS. Like we're living in America for the long haul. It's our responsibility to make the difference change and make it better for us and for our kids, our kids, kids, and, you know, and so on. So, you know, I think it's worth fighting for. I feel like it's our duty. You know, how has, the anti-Asian heat crimes affected you guys. Kind of you go, because uh, I'm just gonna get upset if I keep talking. Thank you. <laughs> we, we, we don't have to talk about it. We could, you know, zoom out. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But you, like, you Kenny, you should talk though. How how it has affected me? Or how has like your experience been? 
Yo, I just yeah. get so mad looking at Me these too. videos. Mm -hmm. Me too. Like, yeah, sure. like they're attacking the elderly, and I'm just like imagining my grandparents like, mm -hmm. like them being attacked. Like, oh my god, because they don't yeah. speak English, so they're like, no, 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 right? So I'm like, yo, that's something. Uh, oh, oh. oh, I'm sorry. I'm I feel you. To say. That's all I, I feel say. you. No, I feel you. I feel you, man. Heated. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, I feel the same way too. Like these, they're mostly like kids, like people in like twenties, thirties. They have like no right to attack elderly. Period. Whether like what race they are, but they're preying on like the weak people, the people who can't fight back. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so exactly. cowardly. I'm like, like it's such a cowardly act to attack races. Like, what if you're if you're such a you know tough guy? Why don't you pick on someone your own size? But no, they have to like vent out to people who can't fight for themselves. And, exactly. and yeah, like I, 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 I talk to my grandparents about it. And what's so frustrating is that they're like, nah, it's fine. We're, we're chilling, you know, like we're, you know, New York, like, we're leaving Long Island. It's fine. Like, you know, I can, I can go out and buy my fruits and go to the supermarket and they have like no care in the world. But, you know, like on the news, these people who are out and about, like, some people were out like at 4 p.m., 5 p.m. They're like going about their day. Yeah, it's a regular day, man. Bus. Yeah, they were just going about their day and they got attacked. And I feel like whenever me and my like family go goes out, I feel like I have to take on that. Like I, I live like my I have two sisters and my mom, and I feel like I have to take on that role of like making sure no one messes around with us. Making yeah. sure, yeah, making sure that people aren't following us. People don't want to start anything. Like it's not even about like us getting beaten up it's like who is trying to start something you know like as soon as someone makes a loud noise i'm I, like like i i feel like i i'm i'm not i don't even like pay attention to like what i see like my, my phone anymore because like one like one ear is like without my my headset because i i have to pay attention to what's going on around me around me yeah you know and there's so many times where just like random people are like belligerent loud and i'm just like shooting up like yo like i is i'm i'm not trying to you know be be on the news right mm -hmm. so i think like that's how it's affected me like it's also like making sure that like me and my friends whenever we hang out we stay up we uh we go back home earlier like before it gets dark um during the airbnb we actually chose to stay indoors most of the time and we planned our activities um indoors because we didn't want to um go outside and it wasn't just because of like covid but also because you know like we don't know if someone's going to try to start something so yeah, like I, like these like minor things that we have to keep in mind of. I think it's important that we remember like this is life right now. Do we want to have this future for the future? Do we do we want to have this this future for our kids, for for our our cousins, our little cousins, you know? And I think remembering what's going on right now will help us find the willpower, find the the voice to prevent it from happening again. And I I. I think as a, as an like a second generation um, citizen, immigrant, second generation person, <laughs> where like my my family like they moved like twenty years ago to to you know have a better life. I think all of us have been burdened with like you know like our family left possibly with like the clothes on their backs just so that we can have a better life. How can we repay them? You know like what can we do to pay back for this incredible debt that we owe? And when I was thinking about it in college, I felt that like I had to join UCLA so that I can continue that tradition. Like when I was in CLP, I would stay up until like 2 a.m. just making mooncakes for the Mid-Autumn Festival. And yo, I thought that was hard. It was like paste. It was like, like making a lot of like, yeah, like we had to, like it was like, I spent like two hours just trying to make um, food for the event and it was like super super tiring but I, I knew that it was like a, I had a purpose and I think past that now like I I don't want to just continue on our tradition I also want to leave a better future for Asian Americans in the future sorry I, I went on a tangent but that was really really good man yeah it's a little yeah it's like been an hour and a half now that's <laughs> <laughs> it I thought it's we been, been like a while an it's been a while um even though like we're ending on such a heavy note, I feel like definitely like I, I can feel like a crappy like what you're talking about in terms of like having to feel safe. And I think that um, after, I think it's just gonna take a lot of change and also just a lot of, uh, a lot of things that I don't know about, but 
Like, it's just gonna take a lot of systemic changes and other things that I hope that will be a little bit better and just things get more normal. Yeah. Uh, back to like to 2019. Um, but is there any like parting words that you guys wanna wanna give? Maybe advice? Any words of wisdom? Yeah. Words of wisdom. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe for incoming freshmen or or maybe just like a reflection. Or graduates. Or maybe just a reflection of like how this podcast has, you know, this experience has been. Whatever you like to talk about. Well, I had a great time talking to you guys. <laughs> Even though Winnie called us old like 17 times, I still feel super young, you know, 24 years young. Yeah. But like real talks, I think what I learn and, and continue to learn is that I, like everything we do is a habit you know like if you want to be successful turn it make it into a habit and i think in college like i made it a habit to go to as many events as i could and that's why i was it was so easy for me to like join usg easy for me to join ucla um when you guys go into your careers and you want to um excel in your goals like whether that's like um maybe a specific deliverable or you want to climb up the ladder real fast i think like wherever you are right now to, to the listeners uh, tuning in, whatever your goal is, just make, turn it into a habit and eventually it will be light work for you. You know, like you, it, it won't be a second thought. It won't be this like insurmountable goal that you, that's like, that's like a mountain that's impossible to achieve. So yeah, I think you just like start small and then, you know, find people along the way to support you and you'll, you'll, you'll be there eventually. Damn. That was really good, Arvis. What about you, huh? Um... I don't know. I feel like I, I have a lot of advice for people that I typically don't follow, which is really bad. Uh, but for me, I feel like because of the pandemic, I feel like you should, when you have the opportunity to enjoy freedom again, take up some chances. Like sometimes like, you know, sometimes you come across like a chance that's like, it looks like it's like, you know, you're going to get it again, but it's like a once in a lifetime chance, just go for it. You know, I, I think because of this pandemic, it's like, what's there to lose? Like you're, you lost like, what is it? Like a year of your life, a year, like almost like two years of your life. Like once you get out, you know, freedom, like just go for it. Like, I, I don't think anything is stopping you. Like nothing should be stopping you for like, from chasing after like all oh, this dream or like this, uh, this goal that you have. And yeah, it took a freaking pandemic of being trapped to like, to realize that like, if there's an opportunity that's, you know, in front of you, go for it. Like if you fail, whatever, it's a learning process. If it succeeds, then you're really good for you. Um, but you know, don't let this pandemic stop you. If you want to pursue something, go for it. If you don't, that's unfortunate, but you know, there's another chance that you could find a new opportunity, but keep going guys. I believe in you. Pretty good advice. Um, but that is definitely all the time that we have for today. Thank you. Thank y'all for tuning in and see y'all at our next episode. Bye. 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 I love you guys. Oh, oh. <laughs> did the thing, did the thing.